Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thanks for being with us once again uh, for the show where we are bringing light to your world, honestly and authentically, and of course, as always, without apology. It's going to be an exciting show. Uh, I did look over your shoulder just a little bit, yeah, and I saw some of the stuff you've got coming. I do not know what Right On Way Off is going to bring, because you never let us in on those questions. I don't. I like secrets. Right On Way Off with Mike Shaw is coming up towards the end of the broadcast. Uh, Also, we are going to be checking in with him as a news director because of some breaking news that has been happening. Not breaking, but you know. Current stuff. Current stuff. I mean, we record this on Mondays. You see it on Tuesdays, and we try to be consistent (laughs) week after week. And sounds uh, like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. And I got it on Mondays, seen on Tuesdays, heard on Wednesdays, (laughs) sick on Thursdays. (laughs) Did I mention I have digestive distress? Do you really? No. Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But I do have a distress because we have two new segments, well, one old segment and a new segment. And the Mm -hmm. old segment is what I'm going to do coming up in a little bit. And it's called like an apologetic moment or the apologetic corner. In other words, we're going to get into God's word and defend the faith. Defend the faith. I and, love it. And, and, or promote the faith or bro, you know, proclaim the faith or whatever. But we got to give it a cutesy little name because that's what we do. And we're blank. We got nothing. Emily's got nothing. I got nothing. And then we're starting the show. Foo Fighters. We're starting the show <laughs> with what can only be called Emily's monologue. And you know, as she structures the show and lays it out, I'm like, you've got to tell people at the top. So... Here's Emily. I was reading God's word uh, this week, as I do pretty much every day. Um, And just one of the things that has really been a recurring theme is putting on the new self. And I thought, well, wow, if that's a powerful message for me, it's probably a powerful message for other people because... Um, now, these are just my opinions. These are just my views. You can totally disagree if you want to, but it seems like there's been a shift in modern Christian thinking where we are just, I'm constantly hearing how broken we are. <laughs> we're broken, we're mum- bumbling and stumbling, and we're insufficient, and we're... Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. I'm broken. <laughs> we're just so broken. <laughs> and... I'm thinking back to when I was younger. Now, maybe it's just age. I don't know, because I really am broken now. But um, <clears throat> physically. <laughs> You're mocking physically, what you are. <laughs> but I think, like I said, there's been a shift, and we've forgotten kind of who we are in Christ Jesus, because I'm seeing it I'm seeing it a, mo- a lot more in, like, Christian music. I'm seeing that theme a lot more in devotionals and services and stuff like that, to the point that— it seems like we're almost embracing that, that that's who we are, and we're just going to embrace it and almost brag about our falling downness. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Okay, very good. Because I think that we need to return to God's Word, and I think that we need to change that mindset. I don't think we've always had that mindset. I think that in years past, if you just look at the songs that we sang in church— Here's a really good um, indicator. We sang songs like Victory in Jesus, It Is Well With My Soul, even Amazing Grace, where it talks about um, through many toils and snares and dangers, I've already come. 
and grace is going to lead me home. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of wholeness Mm -hmm. and completeness in Christ Jesus. And so it does say in several places in the Bible to put on that new self. For crying in the sink, God has (laughs) made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. And Mm -hmm. every day we have to put on that new self and not wallow around in the brokenness and the sickness and the and the ins and, and I'm not sufficient because God has given us so much newness we are not we are not the same people that we were before well what about uh, saved a wretch like me wretch like me in that song you just mentioned is yep. one of the reasons why I feel that way yeah yeah. Um, but I turn to the scriptures where it says, well, it doesn't say you're still a wretch. That's the problem. He saved a wretch really? like me. Now you're <laughs> saved. You're not quite so wretchy, if you know what I but mean. But when we keep in mind our loserness and our sinfulness, mm-hmm. it, 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 we, we don't forget that that's part of the game. Then being a saint takes on much more significant meaning. You don't build yourself up as, we're saints and we're dead. No. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. I'm not talking about sinless perfection here. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about your best life now. I'm not talking about any of that. But what I am talking about is remembering when Jesus Christ saves us. Now what does he call us? He doesn't call us the same things that he called us before. He calls us saints because mm-hmm. that's how God sees us through right Christ Jesus. Now, if we can carry that in our minds, um, that changes our behaviors. You know what I mean? What we take in as a core belief, like we really, truly, truly believe that, that will impact how we act. And so I love Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. I'm mm-hmm. going to read it for you right All now. Right. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self. There's a new you created to be created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And I think I think that's what I think that's the missing link so to speak. The missing link. Is that righteousness, holiness, those are not desirables anymore. You know what I mean? We mm. love the forgiveness and that's great. But there's more to the story than just being forgiven. And that is striving after righteousness, becoming like Christ. And becoming like Christ, you don't get to stay in that old way of doing things. He's constantly renewing us. He's constantly, um, you know, refining us. And um, there's another verse, I can't remember which one it was, but it talks about how we are in Christ renewed every day, every day, every day, every day. We're renewed, renewed, renewed. So I think we should encourage one another to view ourselves and view others in that light. And I think it really will change how we act and we're looking at we're looking at Christians. Chris, you talk about this a lot. Maybe you can talk about this now even. You've you've talked a lot about how you see Christians living very defeated lives right now. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that that has 
part, I think that that's part to do with it. How do you view yourself? How do you view yourself in Christ? What do you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, how you view yourself in Christ is a great, great point. And um, I wasn't prepared. I've got my own thing I was going to do over here. <laughs> but I just, uh, yeah, I'm, no, it's I fine. I mean, there's a way we can tie it together because that is what the game is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the game is uh, Satan wants to take us to hell and God would like to see us redeemed. Yeah. If you have Creator God, you have a starting point. Without Creator God, you don't have a starting point. Right, right. Now, why does the gospel fall flat is what I want to know. Yeah, you that's know, there you go. You know, why You're does the gospel fall, fall flat? Yeah. And so my apologetic moment today, which <laughs> even saying that, it's like, can we think of something creative? <laughs> you know, apologetics and no apology or something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm going to show you uh, the cover of a book that changed okay. my life. And, it w- and I think it was published in the 80s. I don't know. But Ray Comfort was really young. It's right here. It's called Hell's Best Kept Secret by Ray Comfort. This book is been kicked around and been read 20, Looks a 30 little times. worn and yeah, torn. Yeah, you see like there's coffee stains and stuff. So <laughs> Food, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course there's food on the food. book. <laughs> here, here's, here, what is Hell's Best Kept Secret? Well, Ray goes into another book about God's got a wonderful plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about the false gospel. But this one, he talks about why the law is important. Yeah. And we've eliminated the law. That's what we've done. And mm-hmm. uh, he tells a couple stories in there. And let me just tell you one story real quick. All right. And... Um, this young man who's a prodigal uh, grew up in this small little village town and didn't have stoplights, didn't have uh, you know speed limits or anything. And so he goes to goes to the the city and he gets a really fast car and he decides he's just going to rip through his hometown as a joke, as a prank. Okay. So he goes screaming through this town at sixty miles an hour in his car, and this got everybody worked up. <laughs> so. What they did is they enacted a law that said 30 miles an hour and $100 for each mile an hour over. Now, when this story was written by Ray Comfort, it was $100 was still $100. <laughs> okay, right. It's not yeah. anymore. Let's be honest. It was a big deal. Yeah. So the kid doesn't know about this. You know, he doesn't really understand that this law has been enacted. And he goes tearing through town again. This time, the newly uh, commissioned traffic officer pulls him over. Mm. And issues him a $3,000 fine because he was uh, 30 miles an hour over the limit. Are you doing the math? I am, yeah. All right. So now he's familiar with the law. Now the law has shown up and... Smacked him in the face. Smacked him in the face. So he goes and stands (laughs) before the only judge in the county, which happens to be his father. And his father looks at the law and knows that the law is what it is. And he wants to help his son, but he knows that he has to be a good judge. Yeah. So he sentenced him to $3,000 fine and imprisonment until he can pay. Okay. And so the kid is let off just shocked because now he knows what the law is and he knows the depth of the law. Yeah. Well, later that afternoon, the judge comes and unlocks the door and says to his son, you're free to go. I sold a couple of my prized possessions to pay your $3,000 fine. Now the son is feeling the depth of his crime, the depth of his sin, and now he understands the gift that was given him. Right. So why the law? You can see what the law did to the kid speeding. The law showed him depth of his lawlessness. Common sense told him it was doing wrong. But now we live in a depraved world where common sense no longer. True. I mean, That's true. We live in a society, and, I, and I'm saying this with all love and respect to the snowflakes that might be listening. 
Um, we live in a world where uh, we used to live in a world where we all knew what bathroom to use. Okay, right. it wasn't even a question. Right. And we don't live in that world anymore. See, the law shows us our guilt before God and stops us from justifying ourselves. The law brings us to the knowledge of sin. Mm-hmm. The law then defines sin. The law was designed for this very purpose of bringing men and women to Christ. In Galatians 3.24, it says, Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. And so a lot of times people are walking around going, so what? What they end up doing is comparing themselves to others in society and, hey, we're not that bad. At least we're not Hitler. That's the one I always heard. (laughs) Hey, I never killed anybody. Always goes back to that guy, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, the the reality is, is that if you've stolen even one thing, even a paperclip from work, if you've told even one lie, if you've even looked at another person with lust in your heart, for whatever reason, you have committed adultery in your heart, according to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we all stand guilty before a holy God. And here's the other thing. We cannot pay for our our, our crimes. We can, there's not enough good in us to make up for what has gone down. Someone else has to do it. So when Jesus then pays that price by sacrificing his life and his shed blood for us, it is not a ho-hum whatever, and we go on. It's a big deal, yeah. and it becomes the major thing in our life, and for good reason. And so when we go to his word and we see all this laid out, yeah. it makes us want to live in that way. Yeah, see, now that totally ties We want to live in our repentance because we know we're guilty in front of the exactly. law. Exactly. ties into what I was saying where that I saw that coming. <laughs> that, and we, we did not even discuss this. No. Um, <laughs> we were too angry at each other this morning to discuss it anything. Yeah, God seems to, you know, confirm himself over and over again. But the son, let's just say he's let out of jail. If he goes back to that behavior of reckless driving... That's an indication he doesn't understand the true value of what he's been given. And if he stays in that, bro- well, I'm, I just have a heavy foot. I'm broken. Uh, no. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so my encouragement, we're going to tie both these things together, which doesn't always happen. But my encouragement from my little monologue and your apologetic moment is put on that new self. Put it on every day. Put on the armor of God every single day because the Bible tells us we're more than conquerors. We can do more than just overcome that sin. So put on that new self. Know that it doesn't have to—you're no longer broken. You've been made whole and complete in Christ Jesus. That's awesome. And as we move on, we move the show forward now. We don't have guests today. Uh, The next two weeks of our show, just for those of you who— are like our subscribers, our, our main people. Um, just know that we are in the we are in a transition time right now, and we're doing the best we can. So, this week's episode and next week's episode might be slightly different, you know, different than what you're used to. But we will get back to having guests. We will get back yes, to having the laugh absolutely. louder, dig deeper. But there will be moments where it will just be the gang. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, me, Chris. So We are going to be bringing in Mike Shaw. One of so. the signs of, of, of a fallen society. Yeah. And, and this doesn't mean that Jesus is coming back, but it will be a big sign for his return too. Yeah. Is lawlessness. Ooh, yeah. And we are seeing lawlessness at the at, at just a, a, a catastrophic level in in America. And we don't even have lawmakers who are law abiding. So right. I mean <laughs> I no 
know. Did you did you hear about the the one lawmaker who, or maybe he was like a city councilman or something? He was skip scanning at Walmart, you know, at the self checkout or whatever, and they caught him and they came to him and said, "Hey, you know," and he made a came out public statement that oh i i can do better i just made a mistake and you know i just I'm wasn't broken. paying it <laughs> i'm broken <laughs> uh and they came back and said no 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 cuz we have you we have video of you skip scanning you know in like eight different walmarts like 32 times <laughs> or oh. something like that so it was like yeah don't don't make the justification for yourself. Yeah, we were sinners. Yeah, we were lost, but yeah. it doesn't don't well, stay there. L- don't stay look at, there. Look at your broken uh analogy. Now, okay. l- let's just I guess take it to the nth degree. Okay. We're mocking people who use broken as a crutch. But we are not mocking people who are legitimately are broken, coming yeah. to their broken understanding. Yeah. yeah. Th- those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically, you've been redeemed, you've been saved, you're walking with Jesus, and you're struggling. That's why you go to church. That's why you tune into podcasts like this and others that are like this. You're looking for the pure teaching. You're looking for the real thing. You don't want to be deceived anymore. And so the litmus test you should have is the scriptures. But our society has been on a full, full tilt. Let's trash the scriptures. See, if we can eliminate creator God through evolution and then we can make the Bible irrelevant and make it, oh, it's just written by man and, you know, all these other excuses, mm-hmm. then we take away the thrust of the gospel. True. So you hear Jesus died for your sins. It's no different than, yeah, Muhammad launched on this horse or Buddha gave this message or, yeah, whatever, you know, your truth doesn't have to yeah. be my truth. It's just white noise and that's, has no veracity. That's hell's yeah. bells kept secret is that... It takes the absolute joy of the free gift of the gospel, which is like giving a human being a billion dollars with a B. Okay, if I just came to you right now and I said, I'm going to give you a billion dollars, would this be a bad day? No. Would it be a sad day? No. No, it would be, you'd celebrate it. Having Christ is better than having a billion (laughs) dollars. Right. I know a couple rich guys that have hundreds of millions of dollars and they're, you know, one sick and the other one passed away. I wonder what yeah. the, what their money's doing what for them. What good is it to gain the whole world and yet lose your soul? So getting back to lawlessness, yes. uh, we, let's bring in Mike Shaw, our uh, news director, and uh, talk a little bit about uh, why he's so lawless. Here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn on my mic. Oh, thank you. Appreciate um, that. No, uh, you know, here, here's what's going on. I, I never thought I would live to see the day where we would have absolute lawlessness in our court system. Oh, yeah. I always thought that, and I'm not saying the Supreme Court doesn't make bad decisions or, you know, we, you know, we don't, you know, the ebb and flow of our law, which comes out of England with Blackstone, right? Based on biblical principles, on, absolutely. Our, our Congress, by the way, has reliefs, marble reliefs along the whole outside and coming to the main doors and above the main doors, they're all profiled looking at one guy, all the lawmakers of history. And in the center is Moses. Yeah. Yeah. That's our country. Yeah. Or it used to be our country. So our lawmakers have to walk in the building doing this. I mean, (laughs) just cover it. They have to purposefully look away in order to do what 
they're doing. So, Mike, I'm bringing you in to ask you to give us the update as to yeah. why this, uh, what's going to happen to this Democrat congressman who pulled the fire alarm? Because if he's not prosecuted, I want every single January 6th person released tomorrow. Well, I want him to release tomorrow. But today, you know what I'm anyway. saying. Yeah. But yeah, I never thought yeah. I'd live in a, I'd never thought I'd live in a world where you could be falsely accused. Uh-huh. The evidence, video evidence would show you're innocent and you would still be held without trial. There's no trial date for some of these people. Right. They're just stuck in prison. Yep. And one of the prison guys that I've seen, I can't, I think about him every day. I pray for him every day. I don't even remember his name, but he's in a closet. He's in a closet in his underwear with a, a mat and a bucket. And, and, and that's where they're, and they keep the light on 24 hours a day. That's inhumane. Yeah. That's inhumane. And yeah. it's happening in America. And here's, here's the other thing, just a sidebar, and then I'll step down off my soapbox and let Mike actually answer the oh, question. <laughs> but did you see, Mike, Mr. Republican, did you see yeah. all the Republicans come together and have that news conference demanding better treatment for our January 6th prisoners? Did you see that press conference? Oh, yeah, thanks for pushing my yeah. buttons. Yeah, no, that I, makes me so mad. I didn't either. Right. Nobody God, did. Lee, do yeah. something. I'm sick of it. Do, do something, something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Yeah. So this dude, Representative Jamal Bowen, of New York. He pulled a fire alarm to buy more time because the Democrats wanted more time to review the proposal for voting on a temporary measure to fund the government. Okay, so this is all about the shut, the looming shutdown. Right, the that looming was, shutdown. Yeah. And the Democrats uh, were trying to buy more time so that they could you know, look closer at this measure that was being proposed. Mm-hmm. And they were upset that they didn't have more time because the Republic it's games that, that games that, yeah. that, that both sides play against mm-hmm. each other. And uh, the Republicans were well within their rights to do what they were doing. So as um, they were getting ready to vote to adjourn, Jamal Bowman of New York goes downstairs and pulls the fire alarm. Completely a criminal <laughs> act. Not only that, yeah, I mean, yes. That's wrong. That's like illegal to yeah, do that. It is yeah. illegal. And I'm, and I'm going to tie it back to J6 like Chris was talking about because, you know, then everything everything had to be evacuated, all the staff, all the congresspeople, everybody. There are firefighters that have a job to do. That's right. They're called to action now. They had mm. to go down yeah. the fire pole and put on the boots, <laughs> you know. You know, yeah, the sirens going. Feed the Dalmatian the before point, we the go. Point that, the, point that I ha- the point that I have is that this is what's going to happen yeah. based on history. Yeah. And I'm talking okay. about recent yeah. history. I'm getting there. He's going to get a pass. Oh, he sure will. He's going to get a pass, and, and somehow they'll twist this, and some Republican will do something half as bad, and they'll come out and they'll roast him. Well, Why do it, you think that is, Mike? Well, he's playing dumb, first of all. It's like, oh, I don't know how fire alarms yeah. work. He was a like principal. Like the skip scanner. He was a principal <laughs> of a was, school. Was oh. the Skip Scanner a Democrat, too, by the way? Uh, I don't think that that even has to be answered. <laughs> okay. You know so, already. Yes, so let's, it tie, was, it, so it let's tie it together, right? Okay. He's a principal. of. We used to be a principal of a school. Now he's yeah. a congressman. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice guy. Alarm. Yeah. If anybody's an expert on fire alarms, it's a principal. <laughs> I remember our... Uh, our campus got closed because someone pulled a fire alarm. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. I'm over yeah. it, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah so. I, when I, look, dude, when I was in eighth grade, I would do anything, yeah, anything. Right. Um, and it was my turn to pull the fire alarm. And I bailed. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it. There's something about a fake fire alarm that in my soul is so wrong and it's wrong and it wrongness. Is. I just right. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And plus, whenever there's a black light near Chris's hand, there's... There's you can't tell that he pulled the fire alarm. So <laughs> is it a real thing? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Julie Kelly on Twitter. Please follow her. She is amazing. She's uh, following. What's the name? Julie Kelly. She's Julie fo- Kelly. She's following the January six. Um, 
uh, injustice better than anybody on the planet. Okay. So it's at Julie. And I've never even Kelly heard of her. Too. Yeah. That's I had, awesome. I used to have Julie. Julie Kelly used to come on my show back in Tucson oh, when I had my show. Wow. And now she's like famous. Yeah. Um, this is great. Well, <laughs> you know, no, no, let me she ask you real quick. Back then too, real, 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 real sidebar, Mike. And yeah, I got yeah. my buttons all wrong. How does that make you feel? <laughs> How does that make you feel when you, when somebody who was coming up on your show now yeah. is Gone to the moon. Well, I I love it. Every time it happens, I get excited, but I watch other people get all ticked off, like like jealous or something. I don't get that. I rejoice in everyone who who succeeds. Right on, bro. You know why? Why? Because I want them to rejoice when I succeed. I know. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's that's not why, but I would like, you know, that's that's the way the world should work. It should. It should. should. All right. Continue on. Julie Kelly. So Julie Kelly has this tweet. uh, Do I have the date on it? Um, October 2nd. That's today. Um, As we're recording. (laughs) Short-term memory loss there, Mike. (laughs) I had to find the small print. What year is it? When was I born? Why am I here? Oh, yeah. She tweeted this 10 years ago. Dang. I'm from the past. Okay. Right, I joke. So she, she she tweeted this. Consider jury instructions in the January 6th trials to assess guilt on obstruction of an official proceeding count. Mm. First, the defendant attempted to or did obstruct or impede an official proceeding. Mm-hmm. Second, the defendant intended to obstruct or impede the official proceeding. Mm-hmm. Third, the defendant acted knowingly with awareness that the natural and probable effect of his conduct would be obstruction Mm -hmm. or impede the official proceeding. And fourth, the defendant acted corruptly. Yeah. Guilty on all four counts, Your Honor. In other words, he knew exactly what he was doing. And that was the standard applied to the January 6th uh, people who went into the Capitol, the police opening the doors for them, by the way. And Ray Epps going, we're going to go to the Capitol. And new video that Julie Kelly um, had... Uh, uh, privy to the J6 uh, videos. Uh-huh. And so there's new pr- uh, video of J of, of Epps actually m- doing one of the breaches uh, during the whole thing. And of course, he's not charged yeah. with anything yet or misdemeanor. Oh, of course not. Right. Of course So not. there's just inequality on every turn. The DOJ yeah. is so corrupt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the they're, they're coming hard and quickly after President Trump Mm-hmm. They let the statute of limitations expire on Hunter. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. so this guy obstructs a proceeding to buy time for the Democrats. He's pleading ignorance in the in the public square. I'll give him that. He's yeah. yeah, I'll well, give him yeah that. Okay. <laughs> That's hard to argue against. Right? I can't even watch it. I don't even. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. know about it because I read about it, but yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot take even twenty seconds to yeah. watch this. That's how disgusted I am at yeah. my core, and I know I'm not alone. What happened, Mike? So, yeah, so uh, the, we'll see if the same standard applied to the January yes. 6th defendants ah. get applies to Representative yeah. Jamal. Anybody Bowman. got a prophetic word here today? <laughs> Yay or nay? Should this uh, be right on, way off question? <laughs> maybe, for, maybe for next week. Look, they're really... going to slow walk it or t- yeah. as a distraction, they're going exactly. impe- to... They're going to indict Trump for something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I mean, what, that's their it, the, the division is so strong. We yeah. are not coming back from this. Okay, right. Let's get our minds around that. I mean, we still. Oh, Jesus is still on the throne. Yes. Uh, there can still be revival. Yeah, amen. Let me ask you, yeah. what are you doing about that? Yeah, yeah. Are you doing anything about that? That's good. Yeah. And so that's really where we are. Well, I'm telling people to put on the new self. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people! Put on your new self. 
<laughs> so I, I, I look at it from both sides on that. Um, and, and really, here's the ult, here's the ultimate answer. Yeah. You know, God's going to do what God's going to do. He knows his timing. Mm-hmm. We know at some point in history, all these things must come to pass. Right. And the end is not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we at the that close to the end of times that all these things must come to pass? We see all this injustice. Uh, things go pretty yeah. wrong in the flesh for a while. What do you think? And then Jesus comes back. So yeah. I, it feels like that's the time we're in. I agree. I could, totally agree. Could God give us more time? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So um, he can do whatever he that's wants. That's my prayer as but, well. But you know, never before has it been so universal. Oh, yeah. Like what we're going through in the United States, other countries are yeah. as well, not just third world countries, but the industrialized and the superpowers as well. Mm-hmm. And so. There's nowhere to go anymore. There's there's no one that's going to step in and save the day, which is what, you know, used to happen um, when there were big crises. Reality that were would happening. prevail. Reality yeah. would prevail. And we don't have that anymore. Right. right, right. So I do think things are different in that respect in that it's it's global. Um, and it's universal, and they're the same. It's not like this region has this problem and this region has that problem. The problems are the same. We're fighting the same battles all over. And when you look at the major religions of the world, they're all in agreement, too. They are looking for the return of the Messiah. So we, yeah, yeah, there's something... Something going on. What do you think, Chris? Well, you got the 12th imam. If you don't know what that is, oh, you yeah. need to look into it. Yep. Uh, Joel Rosenberg wrote three, um, connecting a series of three, uh, what I want to say fake, but it's not the right word, fiction, yeah. fiction novels. Oh, he yes, wrote three yeah. fiction novels that are, and his stuff is great. Every time he has one that comes out, I, I, I get it like in hard copy, a hardcover immediately. I just love his work. So when you understand that they're trying to create a chaos to bring in the 12th imam, what they do makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so you like, well, how could people be terrorists and do what they do? Well, when you understand where they're coming from, yep. right. it makes sense. And the yep. same thing goes for Washington, D.C. Yep. Lefty owns everything now. He even owns the right, okay? Because if the right was doing anything, half of what we're dealing with wouldn't be so. <laughs> right. They yeah. come out saber-rattling and do nothing. And that and Trump was the only one who did something. That's why so many conservative yeah. Christians support a guy who is not that supportable from a Christian perspective. It's because he stood up and said, common sense is still common sense. The economy is still the economy. And he... He was one of the better presidents I've had in my lifetime, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, here's the question. Can and I don't we... know how I ended on the, on Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that bugs me that You're I ended on Trump. You're finally getting some common sense about you, young uh, man. Uh, not I'm not only... A, I'm having a rough Monday, and I'm just trying to hang around. <laughs> you have your angry eyes on. No, I, I'm just... Mr. A, Potato Head. I, uh, just a sidebar, and then back to you, Emily. Emily's gone last week, and I'm helping her. And, 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 and Emily, you can you can verify this. Okay. She does not, and then you got to help me get back to where we were because this is a total sidebar on the show. Okay, great. I better make some notes uh, right yeah. here because I will totally forget. Emily, when we travel, how much of it is me taking care of everything? Uh, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Right, and so Emily has been so <laughs> spoiled going through airports her whole life. That when she travels alone, we all hold our breath. Is she going to know where the terminal is? Is she well, going to know? Of course, what's I'm going to know that. And that's but what I told you. I said you got this. You got this it's, easy. 
the so, booking flights so and the blah. it's the day before she's going to fly i have the app on my phone of course for the airline because i don't need heaven the app. forbid <laughs> you would have to engage in your own personal travel so i'm going to check her in for her flight and i'm sitting at this table and both my big dogs when especially when she's gone even more so but pretty much they just hang at my feet so they are i didn't even see them sitting there i'm so focused and I, I'm, I'm looking at booking in her flight. I get up to move, and I, I tripped over the dogs. So now I'm going down like a ha- sack of hammers. And in that split second, all I could think of is try not to land on hurt my dog. And so I landed on my left arm and really crushed my thumb, which was already bad. And I just hear with. these yeah. awkward noises at the other end of the phone, just like, clunk. Like, what is going on there? And so my back is way out of whack today. So I'm in, like, excruciating pain hanging on, but Jesus is on the throne. Yes, he is. And doing... Doing anything with my best friend and bride is worth trying. So yeah, yeah. anyway, I don't know where we are, but I'm going to well, do my best. Go. Let's get back because I was just talking to a lady just uh, the other day and they're, she's going through a lot of stuff, um, particularly health stuff, not just her, but her and her extended family. And she's like, I feel like this is a spiritual attack. And I said, it is. And so all those things, you know, whether you're falling down and you're or and hurting yourself like Chris or you've got ongoing chronic pain or you've got diagnosis that weren't expected and you've got all these things that are just falling on you right now. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of people in the same boat. So now more than ever, we need to be an encouragement to the people around us. And let those things, because it hasn't taken God by surprise, let those things drive us to the feet of Jesus. Because here's what's going to happen. Through all of these trials, tribulations, toils and snares or whatever, um, he's sifting. He's sifting the who's the wheat and who's the chaff. Who is with me? Who is against me? Who just wants to feed their bellies and who really, truly loves me? And so don't be surprised, you know, the things that we're talking about, like in the government and in the world, and I talked about how globally it was, it's going on in the church as well. God is doing a great sifting. And so when you watch other Christians who leave the faith or they start dissension within the church or whatever, don't be surprised. None of this is taking God by surprise. He is sifting. There's a purpose for it. And don't be surprised if they come out from among you. They looked like one of you, but they never really were one of you. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, Are we, uh, it's yeah. time for right on way off. I was just going to say that. Oh. <laughs> You guys are the masters of segues. Yeah, we are so... Chris and I call it the drift when we're both in the same, like, wavelength in the brain. We get that from a movie movie called Pacific Rim where two people had to operate this big monster guy. Yeah. And they had to have a mental drift. So there was a married couple in it. There was twins. And I don't even remember who made it. It wasn't that great of a... Um, Of a a movie. I like comic book type movies, and that one was okay. Does anybody remember it? I didn't see that one. That kind of reminds me of Battleship, I think. That was another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, Emily answered a question, a specific question, before I even asked it. Uh I said, 
I said, I need to know, and then you answered what I needed to know <laughs> without me specifically asking. It was um, where those magic erasers were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, told yeah. me in the in the laundry room in the lower left-hand drawer, and I never said magic eraser. I just said, I need, and you just said. Oh, just, really? I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. I didn't catch yeah. that, but wow. You must have known what I was going to do, because, yeah. I mean, we have guests rolling into town today. <laughs> yeah. and, I know uh, a lot more than you You got to leave I your do. mother, cleave to your wife, and then <laughs> yeah. the two become the one two mind. The two become one, exactly. <laughs> right. The two become so, one. So, uh, you know, about four o'clock today, we've got uh, some guests rolling into town. They're rolling through uh, on the interstate, so they're going to come and hang out with us and Is sleep it? at our house tonight. That's nice. And so about 3 o'clock is when Emily will have her meltdown of not ev- nothing's clean enough. Everybody is... It's never clean everybody enough. Everybody is, uh, uh, you know, did we... Everyone's going to hate us yeah. when they see our first, our is, filth and dirt. Yeah. This is why no one's invited to my place. So. This, is why I wanna, this is why I want to serve tomato soup and grilled cheese to every guest. Is what? because you can't complain about that. That's you true. can't screw that up. Yeah. So well. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what diet you're on. <laughs> depends on what mood Emily's in. But no, uh, yeah, there's nothing burned, wrong. There's nothing wrong with putting your best foot forward, but getting a little excited, <clears throat> getting a little. Um, you would think I would learn by now, but that's just yeah. the way. I'm broken. <laughs> what can I say? I'm broken. Hey, you know? that, but the, you know, getting back to that broken thing, then when, then it's right on way off. Yep. There's some legitimacy to it, but there's sure. also illegitimacy. So if you if you mock the illegitimate, people think you're mocking the legitimate. If you esteem the legitimate, then the illegitimate think that they can do the same thing to be esteemed. It's yeah. called discernment. It's called yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Know the difference. Know when you're getting played. And if you're getting played, you've got permission from me mm-hmm. to go ahead and deal with them as best as you can. You don't have yeah. to sit around and, 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 and you know, look, blessed be the peacemakers, be as gentle as possible, but don't think that you got to be the doormat of the, of the world. Jesus didn't call you to be the doormat. I don't know who needs to hear that, but somebody out there does. Yeah, you've been, you have been given a spirit of power, not the spirit of timidity, through the Lord. The Lord gives that. The right Lord on. Gives that. Okay, right, right, on, on. right on or way off. Emily, right what do you on, got? way off. I've got three, um, uh, what do I want to call them? They should be uh, statements just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you either agree yeah. with or not. That's how the bit was formed. Um, so these are all about the Bible. How awesome is that? We should have statements about the Bible. That's you the can best. tell me whether it's right on or way off. We'll start with you, Chris. Mm. Um, the house cat is the only domesticated animal that is not mentioned in the Bible. Is that right on or way off? The house cat is the only domesticated animal that is not mentioned Well, this in the isn't Bible. really a right on or way off. This is more of a true or the, false. Well, yeah. Well, okay. It's not the spirit <laughs> of the game, but I'll play is along. Is it false way off and isn't true right on? I don't, I don't, I don't right know, on. but there's something it's in binary. my head. There's something in my head that I think somebody said that at like a seminary class one time. So I'm going to okay. say right on. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike Shaw. What do you um, think? I'm going to elaborate a little more than that, but okay. um, I'm going way off. Okay. Way off. Uh, how about foxes? Or fo- well, foxes are mentioned. Um, but not <laughs> Tell as, me somebody not who's got a... To, to, who, there, <laughs> there's not a fox using a litter yeah. box at somebody's house yeah, right now, Mark. There is. There <laughs> no, is. Yeah, I've seen it on... I've seen yeah, it online. Yeah, they Again, can. Go to the, the internet. It has to be true. Exception to the rule. Exception to the rule. Exception to the rule. People would get off the exception to the rule raccoons. and stand firm. People have pet hey. raccoons, not in the Bible. 
but they're not. They are not considered domesticated. When they're yeah, domesticated, they, had, they are. They, yeah, and pet monkeys were all the rage until it ate See? that guy's face in his sleep, and then that yeah. that right. ownership went way right. down. Kind of put the Just kibosh saying. on that. For okay, some people, you're so you're way off. Way Chris off. is yeah. right on. Were you? I was right on. I, I don't. I think that they're not mentioned in the. Bottom. That is right on, and you thought you would uh, heard that from a. Like in your seminary, seminary class or something. whatever, uh, you uh, learned that from me, probably, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I am an animal lover, and that is absolutely. Hey, I true. had a seminary professor that was an incredibly <laughs> ornery guy, and mm-hmm. you can match him. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only I don't get paid the big bucks, right? But the good thing is that's a rare occurrence in ninety percent of our of our. Day is but good. you look mm-hmm. at all the little animals that are that cattle is mentioned, chickens are mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, dogs are mentioned, goats mm-hmm. are mentioned, sheep are mentioned. The list goes on and Pet on. Squirrels? Horses are mentioned. <laughs> no, no, hamsters no. are hamsters mentioned. And so, uh, <laughs> yes, cats are the only domesticated uh, animal. Okay. Vermin are mentioned. Vermin. So I would that's think that un- yeah, that's a broad spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So that is true. So sorry, uh, cats, you're not in the Bible. I'll take um, the hit. I big wild cats are little demon cats are not. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're, they're technically our cats, you know. The cat family's mentioned. Yes. He's not right. known as the kitty of the tribe of Judah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I love that. The little cub of Judah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, we're t- we serve the lion of the yes, tribe of Judah. Absolutely. Right. Number two, uh, there was a typo in the printing of a Bible at one time, and it actually read. Thou shall commit adultery. Is that right on or way off? And if you want to use true or false, you go right ahead. Uh, Mike Shaw, let's go to you first. What do you think? I I I, I didn't see it online, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go way off on that. Way off. I'm gonna go okay. way off on that. I okay. mean, although it would explain a lot in today's culture. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think so. All right. What about you, Chris? Do you think um, there was that that actually happened? Well, again. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say way off. Okay. And, and, and I'm not going to say way off because a printing error didn't happen or a typo didn't happen. And they, but nobody published a Bible and actually said, this is the Bible in, in the inerrant word, the Holy Bible, with it saying, thou shalt commit adultery. All right. That much I can tell you. Right. All right. In nine, or rather, in 1631. Whoa. Printing press is fairly new at this point, right? 1611. A a publishing company published a Bible with a typo that said, Thou shalt commit adultery. Only nine of these Bibles, they're known as the Sinner's Bible, (laughs) exist yet today. Blame the intern. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they're just broken. So I thought that was very interesting. (laughs) There's only nine of them left in the world today. But yeah, Charlie, it went out like that. Sorry. (laughs) They're worth about a billion dollars. Could you do? I know. I bet they are very, very valuable. But how would you back in 1631, like you can't really do a recall on them. But it did happen. So I thought that was very interesting. All right. Question number three, Chris, we're going to start with you. China is the largest producer of Bibles right on or way off. Again, these are not opinions. They're 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 true or false. We got to name rename the segment true or false or something. I mean, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say way off because 
China will produce anything. I don't yep. think that they produce Bibles because of the communist regime, because getting Bibles into China is so hard. If they were actually producing them, there would be much more distribution. So I'm going to say that they do not distribute or print Bibles. All right. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Well, I'll just take the opposite and say right on <laughs> that um, just to be contrary. And here's my thinking. I mean, this could, this could be the way it's going. Yeah. It's like, no, you can't have Bibles in China, but we'll produce a bunch of them. Send them to the United States or wherever because yeah. we want to make the money. Money, exactly. <laughs> and your Bible is says made in China. Uh, yes. I've not seen that. Exactly. I haven't looked. So I haven't I seen know. it either. But that is true. Well. They do produce a lot of stuff, and they do it uh, so inexpensively that they are the number one Bible producer in the world right now. Wow! And I, I was not shocked only does that by shock that. me, that makes me sad. I'd be yeah. checking for typos. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, wait a minute! Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go, you guys. Flying colors, both of you passed. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe so. next show we'll actually have statements instead of questions. Wow, you're thrown off your game so easily. They're yep. statements. These are statements, right? It's still fun. <laughs> it's still fun. That's all I know. But see, on right on way off questions, uh, you can, like, it's obvious sometimes that as a born-again Christian, a Bible-believing, authentic yeah. born-again Christian, we're going to be right on or way off on certain topics, and then yeah. we talk about them. Um, these are actual facts, like, I don't want to be way off on a fact, <laughs> you know. Do you know that most Bibles are produced in China? I don't believe it. It's true. I'm way off. But of now you know. Well, now you know. Now, we now I'm a little something. bit more You're sad. welcome. You are welcome. Uh, you are public, a little bit smarter today. The publishing, right. the, world, you know. the publishing world should not be beholden to China because it's I agree. I agree. It just bugs yep, me. Absolutely. Anyway. But anyway, that is our show, I think, unless... Chris, you got any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, my final thoughts are that I would encourage you guys to pray for this ministry. Pray for Fresh Road Media. Yeah. We want to continue to share truth. We want to continue to be creative. We want to continue to do things. And going forward, it looks like we're going to be doing that as volunteers. And I don't mind volunteering because I have um, – this is like a hobby for me. When I was hired at this church, my church in Iowa – I said, some pastors hunt, some pastors fish. I make content. I make documentary films. I, I do stuff like this with my wife. So freshroadmedia.com is going to be an outreach broadcast ministry. There's blogs there. There's all kinds of things. So my final thoughts is go to freshroadmedia.com. At least pray for us. Um, if there's, you know, the finances, it, it ain't happening. I don't know how God is going to do it. Maybe it's going to be through somebody like you. Maybe not. Um, but that's what's going on behind the scenes here. And these guys have a great heart, and we want to share the gospel with abandon in the time we got left. That's there my you go. Thoughts. See, you're, you're technically fishers of men, right? Am I right? Yeah, Mike, you're right. <laughs> Mike Shaw, thanks for being with us once again and for everything that you do, anything you want to leave the audience with. Well, I think uh, my last episode, Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw, mm -hmm. a shorter episode, and just some thoughts that, uh, that I feel like God had given me to share. And really it's like in these stressful, perilous times that, yeah. that must come, um, God has been telling me, asking me to have a light heart. Oh. Um, and because, you know, 2020 election, because of shenanigans, I was very angry. Mm -hmm. uh, God turned that around through some great sermons that I saw. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Get nice. the joy of the Lord. Yeah. In the meantime, um, I've been stressed about 
things, whatever, life. And God has been reminding me, have a light heart. There you go. I have this under control. It may not be fun all the time, but you can rest in me. So um, that's what God's been talking to me about lately, and I'm hoping that helps someone else. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive, but that's how we know it's from God. So uh, we're going to end the show the same way we started the show. Put on that new self. Put on the armor of God and realize that even in these crazy, crazy days, you are more than conquerors. Thanks for listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris.